started. She says the individual choices matter when it comes to addressing the plastic crisis. Hello everyone. Today we have with us Ms. Kenyam Bakra. She has done her B.Tech in Civil Engineering and then M.Tech in Environmental Engineering from NIT Hamirpur, Himachal Pradesh. And now she's pursuing her PhD in Environmental Engineering from IIT Roorkee. Hello ma'am, we are glad to have you with us today. You are our first speaker from Arunachal Pradesh series. Hi Manvi and thank you so much for having me and thank you to Mithike Rang for inviting me to this uh, talk and giving me this opportunity to talk about whatever I care for and also congratulations for uh, having this series on Northeast uh, region of India because uh, I really appreciate it because uh, most of the people don't know much about Northeast India and whatever you're doing is something really great. Thank you so much ma'am. So let me begin with my question series. So I see that you have done your graduation in civil engineering. What motivated you to do your masters and then PhD in environmental engineering? Well, uh, I think it's a really nice question by the way, but uh, if you really think about it, what motivates us is uh, it begins from your childhood itself, right? So you are a child in your school, there are few teachers who motivate you, there are few friends who you come across, there are few, many people you come across. So in our school, we were always taught to turn the lights off, turn the tap off, you, we used to get small things. And, and uh, coming from a place, beautiful place, Arunachal, where nature is everywhere, you start valuing it more and more. And when I started uh, my high school in Vishakapatnam, I saw that uh, it was the environment was really different. And then I went to Chennai to do my BTEC there. And I saw that the environment was really degraded. Uh, trains are dirty. And when I came back home, I realized that even our place was degrading. And I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to be a part of the solution. So when I had to choose to do my masters, I thought, what, what more reason do I need to go for environmental engineering? Very well said, ma'am. Uh, so next question is, what are your views on solid waste generated in India? See, first I'm going to uh, start, uh, begin with uh, explaining what solid waste is. Basically, in layman term, solid waste is something that is very unwanted, unused, uh, unused material that you discard. Right, every household discards it and it includes biodegradable waste that comes from the kitchen and then non-biodegradable waste that is metal, plastic and hazardous wastes which are sanitary pads and used sanitary pads and diapers and medical waste and toxic chemical waste and also electronic wastes which everybody uh, usually don't think about when we talk about solid waste generation. So what happens is uh, when we uh, talk about solid waste generation, we think that India produces so much, right? But India doesn't doesn't produce too much compared to other developed countries. India is the developing countries, and when you look at in our in a perspective of solid waste generation, developed countries uh, generate more waste than uh, developing countries. And if you see the content in the solid waste that we generate, uh, we generate almost like 50 to 70% of organic waste. And uh, it's not the case in developed countries. Developed countries have uh, like more like plastics, more 
more not recyclable non recyclable materials they don't have much organic waste so it is very different in india the issue is uh, it might be solid waste generation as well but the main issue is the management system in india as per the rules in solid waste management rules in 2016 uh, the rules have that that you have to uh, segregate your waste at household level like you know gila kachra yahan pe jata hai sukha kachra yahan pe jata everybody knows that right but it's not been practiced it is in the rules and it's everywhere everybody knows that but nobody practices that and it begins from there the crisis and uh, when you talk about um, source segregation this is source segregation when you divide it right there, in other countries there are many many uh, ways to uh, many uh, what do you call it many bins you would keep for classes separately for cardboards and paper separately for uh, electronic waste separately and for organic waste separately when i was in hong kong i even saw a kid who was so i think maybe just 5 or 6 years old he, he just emptied the a uh, juice box he had into the sink and then threw it into the non recyclable uh, uh, he knows that the tetra pack so the kid took the juice box emptied the juice box and put it in the non recyclable dustbin because he knew that the tetra pack is not recyclable and that is the level of awareness they give in other countries and our in our place we don't know that and awareness plays an important part in solid waste management and uh, it also you know there are three basic rules in solid waste management there is uh, reduce then uh, reuse and recycle so reduction is where public can participate where we can reduce our waste as much as possible but it is not happening in this fast growing economy and there is this uh, when you, when you uh, calculate the solid waste generated the first thing everybody would say is that with growing economy there is a rise of uh, waste because consumption increases and you know the product life decreases like for fast fashion you know the clothes doesn't last long and then you throw it it's like a use and throw thing and so how how we approach this should be very different and public participation is very important in that and source segregation is also uh, very important because you see when you mix your wet waste with dry waste you cannot recycle the cardboard that was wet after dal or sabzi gets mixed with the paper it is very hard to recycle it so it needs to go there everything is that there is a solution all we have to do is follow it and practice it and also about the e waste management in india there is not much you know there are many private sectors they take up recycling materials right uh, and recycling e waste is a very big issue it takes more energy to recycle your electronic waste and people these days they just have to buy a new phone the new model they have the new model of laptop they find and this is where we come in we generate more and more waste and we just think that this is their problem you know the problem the government is going to take care of and where does it go it goes to the landfill no not mostly 50% of them i have uh, done my research in uh, reverse in dehradun i'm doing currently doing my research for antibiotic uh, resistance 
but I saw that there are so many plastic in the river. It chokes the river. It doesn't flow well. The, the fishes are degrading. Everything, it's just a mess. And I don't want that to happen to any other river. You know, the uh, river Yamuna is dead, right? So solid waste plays an important part in everywhere. It plays everywhere. And we need to be very mindful of uh, producing waste. We produce waste a lot. We have to careful of that yes ma'am you very rightly said that we are taught reduce reuse recycle but how often do we actually reduce the waste that we generate yes so ma'am my next question is what alternatives do you use to reduce the solid waste well, I also follow, uh, there was this amazing talk by Bea Johnson, that talk, where she was talking about five rules, five R's, where you rethink, re- refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle. And I added another R on my own, for my own life, where I replace as well. <laughs> so the first thing is rethink, like, do you really need it? Like, do, do I really need it? Or am I buying it? And I'm being impulsive in buying that because I'm being emotional. I'm not in the right place. I'm trying to make myself feel better about something. And uh, and then I refuse things. Like, maybe I want to drink this bottle of soda, but I know that I don't want to. But I'm really craving for it, but I try to refuse it as much as possible. And, and then I reduce anything that I can suppose, like, I sometimes like eating chips a lot sometimes I get the cravings but I try to minimize it as much as possible and uh, when I try to reuse things it's like you know when I have something that is broken I just don't throw it away I try to make maximum use out of it in something else and uh, recycling is the same thing I try to recycle my medicine and uh, you know the glass bottles I try to give it to some uh, recycle maybe some company or to kabadiwala all those who comes and replacing for me is replacing materials with experiences where if i am feeling really low instead of buying any material to make myself feel better i try to buy experiences or you know you know invest on hobbies or something so most of the times i try to uh, many there are many switches i did and i try to uh, just a phase out single-use plastic in my life. So uh, in the beginning, I started with using bamboo toothbrush, <laughs> making my own toothpaste with baking soda and coconut. I was using coconut oil for my skin and skin, like face and body skin. And I used to use um, men. I started using menstrual cup. There was a lot of trial and error, but even even though I failed and there was many. Uh, failures I faced. Now that I am more experienced, because I had gone through this, I can tell my friends and they don't have to go through the same thing again, so it's worth it. And also that uh, whenever I'm traveling, I carry my own spoon, I carry my own traveling mask, I travel, I carry with my uh, myself my water bottle, my favorite companion, so that I can always fill myself with H2O. And also I carry a shopping bag so that whenever I'm uh, buying something, I try to not use the single-use plastic that the carry bag they give. And there is one fun fact, when you think that there is a clothes bag you get, like, you know, in the markets, there are clothes bags that is easily available. They say, it's plastic, madam. But that is not 
not cloth bag when you see that it is been pressed with heat and it uh, blends together the clothes don't melt when you heat them they just burn so that is greenwashing and we have to be very aware of it people greenwash every time saying that this is eco-friendly product this is not plastic but as a consumer we have to be very aware because there are everyone who are going to go to fool you and one more thing that i uh uh, uh one one choice that i made in my life was to you know prefer secondhand clothing i know many people are very hesitant about secondhand clothing but it, like i i asked my sister like if you don't want this cloth can you give it to me or maybe there is someone who doesn't want it i'd be willing to buy it from you or <laughs> you know uh anything that they can spare and if i ever need something very important like uh maybe i have to i had to go to the conference and i needed new clothes i i had all old clothes so i bought good quality clothes that would last me longer so that i don't have to buy it over and over again which would last me last me like what five years or six years right and uh, also uh, regarding the clothes when i had to attend my friend's wedding i was bummed to know that i had to buy so many clothes like for every event right indian wedding you have to buy what lehenga for haldi for um sangeet sangeet and for the main wedding cocktail so night I, yeah so what i did was i borrowed sandals from my junior i uh, took uh, salwar yellow salwar from my friend and also a black kurta for sangeet and uh, i bought my friend's mother's sari and i had to make my own blouse I couldn't and pretty good. I, I couldn't avoid that, but I hope I can use it in the future. And uh, for jewelry, I was just like, you know, I have some silver where I I use that and I just bought one bangle, metal bangle. I hope I would use that in future as well. There are many other friends who are yet to get married, so <laughs> let's hope I'm going to use it. And uh there are also other many 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 changes, small changes like ink pens, you know, that uh, I don't have to buy ball pens now. there are many things if they the audiences want to know there are youtube bloggers who are working on it minimalist lifestyle zero waste lifestyle they say so it's just that you can adopt whatever chooses you and you can do whatever you can to reduce your consumption and producing less plastic waste ma'am i really like the idea which you gave that to replace it with experience that really was thought provoking for us and the, again another one was that green washing we rarely as a consumer know what green washing is and what exactly that that those are not clothes but they are again green washed things so it was really nice to know some fun facts as you said so coming up to my next question what is triple f while reading your bio i got to know that you are associated with triple f so i would like to know that what is triple f and why why do you do not uh, attach yourself to any specific ngo is there any specific reason uh, well uh, after uh, if i tell uh, let me first begin by telling you what fff is fff is just an international movement fighters for future with which you know greta thunberg started right So FFF is also in India and these are just a bunch of students who cares a lot and they wanted to do something raise their voice and they felt like you know a single child seems very helpless and when they come together the mass seems greater and more powerful so they came and uh 
I joined it uh, because one of my friend hooked me up with them, and then I started working with FFF Arunachal. Even FFF India has different branches in every state. They work for for different issues, and they are usually demanding the government to switch from non-renewable source uh, source of energy to renewable source of energy, and also and there are uh, other climate actions they want the leaders to take, right? But they are also working on other issues, and recently they have been working on the EIA draft 2020 that was proposed. So uh, the campaign, and when I came to know about it in the very beginning, when it was uh, when the EIA draft was released, it was through Paryavaran Network. I I am a member of it, and they had mailed everyone to go check it. And when I went through it, I I, I am I'm as an MTech. Uh, and as an environmental engineer was trained like i know the subject i know how to do the assessment but the draft the rules the all those rules i wasn't just well aware of it that much so when i went through it i didn't see much of a difference but maybe there was an expert who knew and they pointed out everything and i wanted to do something about it right and i couldn't like the most i could do was tell people personally or post it in my social media or my whatsapp but i don't have many followers and then uh one of my friend hooked me up and then i started working on it and uh there was some amazing people i met there who were just volunteering and fff i, I can tell you is not an ngo and your question on why i am not uh, with any specific ngo it's like well i wanted to join one ngo after i did my masters but right after uh right before i finished my masters i got into this phd program i got selected for this phd program in iit Roorkee, and i uh, i thought that it is uh, better to join it right and then uh, we, after that i was so inclined towards my research i don't have a have time to you know take out for a particular ngo or anything but meanwhile whatever i can do maybe aware people about whatever i i come across like i try to tell people a lot about the palm oil situation and uh whatever the eia draft was and uh the solid waste crisis in, in personal level and i try to motivate people that i don't talk too much about it i just try to let my own life speak for itself these days like doing your best and you know let others be interested why i'm doing it and uh that, that is the reason maybe i will join ngos later on but i'm really inclined towards research because i think that research would uh, the research work i'm doing would reveal so much and maybe i would you know look for a solution a better solution for things that the problems we are facing right now very well said that let the life tell what you are doing and it's not necessary to always post on social media and make people aware it's yeah, your yeah. deeds that count so ma'am my next question is what is mindful living and how has your journey been in that well uh, let me first begin by telling you that uh, i was not aware of this like people would tell me about meditation and i wouldn't buy it that much because i was uh, in a school vivekanand kendra vidyalaya jyotin in arunachal so they teach us meditation we used to sit and listen. i used to see every time but what happened was um, my supervisor the, my mentor who, who under whom i am doing my phd dr gargis gave me a book uh, named uh, learning true love by sister chang hong and uh, she said that it's an amazing book go give it a read and i read it and she was talking about mindfulness and the 
the way she was also a scientist and like she is a scientist like marine biologist and then she used to have her own NGO and help people in Vietnam and then she was practicing mindfulness and uh, she told me about her mentor who is Teach Nhat Hanh I hope I'm pronouncing it right I call him Tay because it's easier so uh, I got introduced to that book by this book the miracle of mindfulness where i read it and i was so amazed and my supervisor caught me reading that book and she was like don't read it unless you want to practice it i said oh i intend to practice it with all my heart i'm i might take a long way to reach there but i will try to practice it practice it as much as possible so what mindful living is it's uh in in Buddhist term, uh, it is just a meditation process where you're aware of your present moment without any judgment. And uh, as Taste would say, his basic uh, classic example is when you are doing the dishes, you know, you just do the dishes. Let the thoughts come and go, but you just be present that you're doing the dishes and be there, enjoy your own company. And even if you're taking a walk, you just be aware that you're breathing and then uh, that the wind is blowing, that there are trees around you and just enjoy the walk and just be in the moment. And it isn't a Buddhist term, but I think that uh, regardless of the religion or any philosophy, I think everybody can do this in their life. It, it, helps everyone in uh, every level you know with my phd i was so uh, it was so hectic my life was so hectic but since i've been practicing it like i have come a long way i'm i'm not gonna say that i'm there yet and i don't know if you ever are there yet you keep learning in your life right till you die but it's very interesting that it helped me a lot and being mindful aware of your own moment it helped me be a very mindful consumer as well and i am so mindful of my actions these days earlier i wasn't i used to get angry a lot and these days it just makes me aware of the situation and i'm uh, aware of whatever i'm consuming if it's gonna impact others or not i'm aware of all the actions i make because i know that it is gonna impact in one way or the other so that is it mindful living that was really nice to hear to be in the moment and just enjoy that moment yeah. so ma'am coming towards the end i would like you to share something specific with the audience that you would you think that it's close to you or something that you want to say to the audience and make them aware about it well there are many things that i would want to talk about but you know as we have short time and it it cannot be put in one in a nutshell right but something that is very close to my heart is that you are so empowered as a consumer in this economy what you demand gets produced right whatever you want gets produced and we keep demanding things and that's why it's coming so you cannot just blame the government for something you cannot just blame one particular uh, group or organization for anything we are also responsible whenever you buy one product you with one purchase you make a decision to support something or not support something for example if you are buying a soap and you are mindlessly buying that soap without knowing that there is palm oil there and what if i tell you that the palm oil they used was from the palm oil they imported from indonesia and they had deforested indonesia for that 
there is entire deforestation and then there is this uh, cycle this loop right where yes. it to the deforestation and then there is carbon gas emitted and it contributes to uh, global warming climate change everything is connected every every action is like the butterfly effect you know one one thing here and then the other thing goes there so everything is interconnected so you have to be very mindful of your own actions you make and i know when when uh, whenever i tell people they would be like what difference would it make if i don't do this but i would want to tell them that i would had i had the same thought sometimes i used to get so frustrated like what difference would it make i'm doing it but not others but then i realized that people came to me and they started asking me and they they uh, uh, asked me what i'm doing they want to change it too so i realized that once you do your part it it, it creates a ripple a ripple effect you know like you will inspire one person i think that is good enough you don't have to inspire the entire world you just have have to inspire one person and that person will inspire the other person and maybe that person will inspire 10 more people right so so i i would uh, tell all the audiences that be mindful of your actions and whatever you consume and just don't let the corporate sector fool you for like greenwashing and all those things and Uh, at the end i would just like to say that doing your best this is taste work doing your best is the surest thing to remind others to do their best very well said yeah every action has an equal reaction is is said from years but we never actually understand that and yes doing our best is way more important yeah. very well said ma'am uh thank you so much for those insights it was really in- great to hear you and you i don't know about the audience at least you have inspired me to use certain products oh, and stop so. myself stop oh, myself from thank you so much for having me i was looking thank forward you. to this talk so much thank you so much for interacting with us it was really nice to have you okay